0: Can you imagine if every ref ended with the Drake and Josh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Never bring me
1: down. Wow, I didn't know that I needed that. Thank you.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Broken Art Podcast. My name is Adam, your co-host.
1: And my name's Callie Medley, your other co-host.
0: Broken Art Podcast is where we conduct research on topics you want to know about, all in the realms of theater, music, and the performing arts on the whole through our amateur expertise.
1: Come here, baby. Come here. Oh, oh is this the cat? Little old boy. You, y'all, you if you're watching on YouTube right now, get a load of this cat. And it, his, her? His. And his nubby little ears.
0: He has no so ears. He has no ears, gang. It's too good. He's just kind of looking... He's looking at me and trying to figure out what's wrong with the world. Oh, sometimes he likes to be cradled like a little baby. Mm. He's my furry little child thing. is that right, you furry little monster? Okay, that has to record. Goodbye. Okay, anyway, that's great. So that's in- enough
1: banter for the other <laughs> en-
0: We're done. It's a business. This is something I'm super excited about um, because this was just a concept that. Just kind of came out of nowhere because um, we all have the i. we all know what gender bending is, um, like in shows or whatever. Um, things like miscast, where you sing roles outside of your uh, uh, assigned gender. Um, but in this episode, we want to look at the big idea of gender bending why do we do it? Uh, who's done it? And what show should be gender band next i'm super excited so uh some questions i want to start out with what are some songs that you like to sing that are outside of your gender
1: i love the musical big
0: fish oh uh, so big so small <laughs> ah!
1: and i want to be edward bloom so badly oh my god! like oh my god and uh, i i watched the movie last night and oh, did i did you I cried like a little baby. Like it it was like bad. Like I was straight <laughs> ugly weeping. Um but yeah, so I tried to transpose how it ends. Cause that song is just amazing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The range is so big, so it, it would be really hard to sing. <laughs> but yeah, so I I would definitely sing Edward Bloom anything. Anything oh Edward gosh. Bloom.
0: That'd be so good. Sorry. I'm looking, I have a playlist and I have this thing in my mind, like, Oh, was this? I forgot when this, I made this like a year and a half ago, two years ago. And -hmm. I was like, I'm just going to do this cabaret sort of thing by myself in this coffee shop. Um, And it was going to be called Broadway backwards and stuff. And so I was going to sing all of these different songs. I'm just trying to find like, obviously Uh, It would have to be, like, anything Trina sings from falsettos. Like, just absolutely anything at all. Um, I sang Breaking Down for my senior recital. I was part of a Rainbow Pride concert where I got to sing Breaking Down and Holding to the Ground. And I just, uh, so good. It's so fun um, for both of those songs. Because Breaking Down, you kind of get to just, like, just go for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you you can do it differently every single time. And there's so many little nuggets and things you can bring out. With holding to the ground, that's such a, it's such a prevalent thing for anyone who kind of goes through life thinking that they know what's going to happen, but doesn't, you know, dealing with expectations, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that's just, I love that Piece so much, and it sings so well in E flat major. Ah, so good.
1: We love E flat. We
0: love E flat. D flat's better, but E flat is good.
1: D sharp uh, is crap.
0: D-sh- Never
1: sing in D sharp.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry.
1: E flat, beautiful birds.
0: E flat, <laughs> birds sing, source of this guy. So maybe you already answered this question, but like, so what role? would you like to play? So, like, you've talked about, like, the singing stuff that you like to do of a certain character, but, like, what role? It can be the same role, but, like, and what role?
1: Oh, boy. Yeah, I think uh, definitely Edward Bloom. I think, you know, we're going to talk about this a little later, but Company just did the revival, and Bobby seems like a very intriguing character to play. Um, I would say also... Something for, like, my, like, rocker side. I would love to play Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh,
0: oh my gosh. That was going to be one of the shows I was going to bring up.
1: It's been done before. Did you know that? What? Yeah. It has been done. Uh, I can't remember the actress who played it. I'll, I'll have to look it up. But, yeah, it's been done. Oh, my
0: gosh. That is such a good show. And thinking about that, that's just unreal right because Mary Magdalene is not that great of a part just saying <laughs> not that great of a part sorry it's one of Andrew Lloyd Webber's best show shows but like Mary Magdalene was like right right
1: right yeah I, I'd love to be Jesus Christ in that show
0: oh that'd be so good so what about you I, I'm stuck between two. First okay. is like f- just most fun like reno sweeney anything goes like i get to wear a little sailor's outfit and belt (laughs) and tap dance like (laughs) can't tell me that's not like anyone's dream full uh, um either that or the witch from into the woods um yeah that's such a i know it's just one of those into the woods is one of those shows these days where it's not it's not cool to like it anymore, I don't think. Like we're kind of in the new phase where like we're all in to this, you know, very Pasek and Paul sounding stuff, smaller yes. orchestras and Whereas, everything. Whereas like
1: 10 years ago, God, that show is coming out left and right out the wide Everything,
0: zoo. our hometown, there was a different production every year for six years and there, different <laughs> different companies were doing it. But no, uh, The Witch would just be so good. And Bernadette Peters is just um, a little corner of my heart right here. So I love her to death. So, um, By
1: the way, can yeah. we just real quick uh, just recognize how Bernadette Peters has not aged since the day she entered Broadway?
0: Uh, <laughs> she has not. Who what else? is that? Oh, gosh. I'm thinking I was this is just classic me. I was on Snapchat today. You know, I have like those Snapchat stories, like under like your friend stories. Yeah. Um, And this, and one of them was like, uh, black actors who just haven't aged at all. Like at all. And I'm, I'm blanking on her name right now. She was uh, Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. She played um the yes. mom, the queen in Black Panther. She's been on seasons of American Horror Story. She's 61. What? She barely looks like in her mid 40s. She's 61.
1: Do you think that it's all real? Like Bernadette Peters, do you think that it's still real?
0: I think I think the thing is, is that how much ever, like, Sondheim you do in the presence of Mr. Sondheim, um, it elongates your life. Because Homeboy's 90.
1: You immortalize. (laughs) You immortalize.
0: (laughs) It's like you're a mosquito in amber, you know, you just don't (laughs) And you have a flawless voice. Anyway, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this episode. All All right. Um, also, heads up, people, I apologize. We're recording this on my computer. So if any point this stops and then we change outfits and my hair is longer, it's been many days since we've recorded.
1: <laughs> at least two.
0: <laughs> at least two. Um so we're just gonna look at some popular recent um gender bend roles that have happened within the past um 10 years or so. And we're going to specifically be looking at the Pippin 2013 revival, the Once on this Island 2018 revival, and then finally the company, um, West End 2018 revival. So let's first talk about Pippin. Um, Brief synopsis for those of you who don't know. Pippin is a story about a young prince of the same name who's trying to find meaning in the world and all the wrong places. He's guided by a mysterious figure called the leading player and his troupe of performers. Pippin tries to figure out how to live his life in just no time at all. So um, the part that was gender bent in this show was the leading player, which was originally played by um, Ben Vereen in the 70s, um, but was brought to a new sort of life with patina miller um in 2013 which also won her a tony um also for her biceps the biceps what the hell
1: (laughs) man i'm sorry language but how is that possible
0: it's so oh my gosh i remember uh gosh i was on the youtubes Dot com. And this is when I started getting into, like, hardcore, into musicals mm-hmm. and everything and stuff. And so, like, I'd go on YouTube for hours and I'd find these, like, clips of, you know, just people doing snippets and performances on, like, the late shows and, like, Good Morning America and all this stuff. Um, and uh, Patina Miller was performing. Oh, gosh, what was it? Uh, simple joys she was doing simple joys and she you know she's in her outfit that's just black with no sleeves and she's like throw she's not throwing but basically she throws these giant circus balls and everyone's doing flips and stuff and it's so good so like the question i have for you is like what did it add to um having the leading player be switched to a female type role
1: a whole different perspective um and it was interesting because it wasn't it didn't make the whole show about a woman's kind of influence on like a man's life Mm -hmm. it wasn't about that and i i really loved that but it did add like this new kind of like cat like mysterium to mm-hmm. the show and um oh to just and, and to just have a woman you know being represented and and telling a story being mm-hmm. in charge of a story yeah i mean to see that and she was like
0: <laughs> just
1: <laughs> we've got magic to do just for, you. We've got... Like, for our listeners crazy. callie
0: was doing this whole 1950s Beach magazine cover. Thank As
1: you can see, I will never be patina <laughs> Miller. Oh, there's a little tricep. There's a little
0: bit. Hey, baby. Look at her. patina's mm. would be like. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Her Tony's. Her t- her uh, biceps won that Tony. No, I remember uh, seeing it on uh, Broadway. We were there. We were in New York at the yeah, same time. We I didn't. I didn't time.
1: see it. But you're too busy was...
0: singing the children's choir.
1: Oh my God! How could you pay attention to the show?
0: It was just so good. Oh, obviously, first, the kind of divert. The revival as a whole is such a fantastic spectacle.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And it kind of adds more to the spoiler alert ending of it when everything gets stripped away. And it's just uh, Pippin and, oh, I'm blanking on the other two characters' names. Um, At the end of the show, just on this barren stage because the circus... Has gone away but I remember um, had her just very powerful um, strong performance. It was almost empowering at time to see her kind of give a number to, to Pippin at certain points being like this stupid boy this... we're gonna jump it over to you I'll uh, show you some Broadway the Once on this Island 2018 revival. Um, For those of you who don't know, Once on this Island tells a story of an orphan named Timun um, who comes across a light-skinned man from the other side of our island. Guided by the gods, she goes on a quest to follow her heart and show the audience the true meaning of love. And in this uh, production, two roles were switched. Um, Papa Gay, is, uh was originally in the recording in the original 2018 cast um, performed by a female and then asaka um, performed by a male um Alex newell who oh my good gracious so good so so good I was so excited for this revival it was it was so weird I was listening to the original Broadway cast um recording because you were in once on this island you were i, I
1: sh- should have never been but i was <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were once on this and i and i remember you know i had to go for work and stuff because i was uh, working yeah. at the time um but i just fell it absolutely in love with the show and i listened listened, and so that was back in 2017 2016 right I think 16. Yeah, back in 2016. And so it would always be on my playlist, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. And then just one day, you know, announce that they're doing this revival. And I freaked out, um, especially with the news that Alex Newell is going to play Asaka. Like that blew my mind. So literally tell me all about it. First, what was the show like? And then um, how reversing these two roles worked out
1: sure so it was that circle in the square so it's a very intimate space to begin with um and it was uh in the round my seat ended up being like the second row and before the show uh the stage is a sandpit and it's it's the island and before the action begins there's the young girl sitting, reading, and then slowly people start to like come into the scene and just like do their island work and everything. And they would come around and talk to the audience members. And I got to pet a chicken. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Norm can't Lewis... Can't get that
0: in Wicked. You can't pet a chicken in Wicked, that's for sure.
1: And then all of a sudden, Norm Lewis is just talking to me, and I'm answering him, and he's talking back. <laughs> and it's
0: like... My gosh! I just saw a movie with uh, the Blood, the Blood Five. um, Spike Lee directed it. Look it up. Sorry. Continue.
1: But uh, anyway, so yeah, the show began, and Alex Newell, obviously, amazing, amazing, felt like just a mega superstar in his own right, and
0: and uh, truly unreal. And in the most endearing terms, unnatural range. Yeah. Like in the most envious, I wish I had that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Mom will provide the end of, how was seeing Mama will provide? How was that?
1: <laughs> it, I could feel it. Like I, I could like feel the ground that Mama was like giving me. Like you literally like, were shaking out of so much, like, big mama love. It was Aww. so good. It was so good. Um, and then, uh, Tamara, Tamara Gray, who played, uh, Papa Gay, mm-hmm. her choice, I don't know if this was done in the original, but she came out, and she had these, uh, like, recycled, just, like, scales, uh, like fins almost coming out of her back like a big spine Ooh. made out of like coca-cola cans and you know she's like all tattered and has this like cross body sort of where her physical character choice was to quiver her entire body like her bones would just like like she looked like a spider Oh, Not, I
0: love that. Like
1: some sort of like creature that was just like, you know, twitchy and like, just sh- like, oh God. A-
0: A- oh my gosh. The audience, A- the audience got to no, know, I love horror movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm bad at watching them, but I love horror. So you tell me that, I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's unreal. That's so And
1: cool. like the first time that she came out, I like she was coming out of this uh, uh, vom- vomit, what are they called? Oh my gosh. Vomit? Vomitorium? Vomitorium? No, I'm
0: going to let you go through this. Oh, what?
1: <laughs> I'm going to look it up. I left college, everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is great.
1: Yeah, vomitorium.
0: Vomitorium, okay.
1: Because it's a... Uh, it's, what it's, is the it's, etymology
0: it's... for that word? Sorry, can we just pause? Like, okay. we need to know the etymology of... But don't give me that face. I need to know this stuff. As a future educator, I need to know the
1: vomitoriums, fact or fiction from the History Channel.
0: <laughs> okay, maybe not. We'll get back to that in episode five. Vomitorium? Question mark. Vomitoria. Vom- Vomitoria people. But
1: regardless, she came out of the corner that I was sitting right next to, and uh, like she was vibrating. I don't know how to explain it she literally was just vibrating and you could even see that when she was on the opposite side of the stage it was so eerie and so effective and her vo- vocal choices as well were unreal mm-hmm. unreal and i thought it was so cool to have a woman playing that kind of a dark really eerie powerful creature Because a lot of times that sort of responsibility is placed on a man. But having a woman be in charge of that and having a woman be in charge of fate and life, Mm. it made it so juicy. It was Ah, awesome.
0: And now finally, we're going to get to the big one in this before we start offering our own. um, The 2018 West End Revival of Company. One of my favorite Sondheim shows. Company tells a story of a bachelor, or in this case, bachelorette, named Bobby on their 35th birthday, surrounded by their engaged and married friends. The story is a sequence of nonlinear vignettes that puts Bobby in the middle of various antics by these married couples, and they have scenes opposite of one of their three significant others. Bobby begs a question throughout the entire show, what do you get in being married? So ha, oh, this is such a great cast recording. Um, it was going to be on Broadway, but then the world caught on fire. So it'll be back. It'll be back. we we'll, we're waiting for it. Patty yeah. Patty Lapone is still waiting. Um, she's she's
1: always waiting.
0: It, she this <laughs> is the Stephen Sondheim effect. She just waits.
1: Nobody knows what for anymore, but she's there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's there. Um no, she's great. So rather than having one specific part or or two many parts in this show were changed. Um Bobby who was originally played by a male um Dean Jones I believe was the original Bobby um, then turned to Bobby B O B B I E Amy as an Amy and Paul turned to Jamie, which made it, uh, be a gay couple, which is so awesome. Um, the boyfriends, uh, the girlfriends turned to boyfriends. So, um, April into Andy, Marta into PJ and then Kathy into Theo, which I, I can see April to Andy, but Marta into PJ, whatever. Um, and the couple, Jenny and David. Jenny turns into being the career woman, while David is the stay-at-home dad. So they have all of these different like shifts that happen. Um, have you listened to the recording at all?
1: I listened to a couple of songs, not the whole way through, but
0: okay. What What are some songs that jumped out to you?
1: The opening number for sure. I don't know so- why. It's just so iconic, you know what I mean?
0: I think it's also cool. I don't think they changed the key. First off, the mixing in this recording is so good. I remember, because I used, I listened to the original Broadway cast recording, like Mm -hmm. nonstop. And listen, the people in that show, great, iconic actors and actresses. But the mixing for the opening number, Elaine Stritch, God rest her soul, um icon icon she just kind of is there and then there's just like this weird <laughs> mixing thing that happens um listen to seth rudetsky he does a talk on the opening of company um and he's talking about elaine stritch so watch a video you'll know what i'm talking about
1: she basically played you know <laughs> in the tail on the soundboard
0: Where's Elaine Stritch? Oh, there she is. We found her. She's not hiding anywhere. Um, but I think the mixing in this soundtrack is so good, especially in um, the initial. Powerball. It's really, yeah. really good. Um, but they—I don't think they changed the key in this one. So it was interesting because I thought they were going to lower it. She was able to navigate it well, and she, you know, she used a lot of head voice. Um, really about, really about and she just flipped it up there and it didn't seem like uh she opted out but it was like it was nice and it was powerful and it was great you know um just how she navigates that i think throughout the entire show when they choose not to change the key when they choose to keep the original keys how she navigates that with her just insanely great belt and fantastic mix um that
1: being alive
0: uh, can we talk
1: about being alive
0: so good um I always think that the end of that show is so amazing I think it's so amazing I didn't get it at first I actually really did not like the ending at first
1: yeah the first time I watched the show is like when they had that uh revival cast of 2006 I think
0: was it Neil Patrick Harris and no 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 was it Raul Peraza and they had the uh instruments on stage
1: yeah in the round square stage they had so they when they released that recording i watched it and i was like okay what this is a piece of trash
0: but (laughs) how did this win Tonys? you know
1: but i was like i don't know middle school so like right
0: and we're not gonna get the complexities of being single at 35 with all your friends being married
1: yeah this is one of those shows that you understand more and more. Like, the more you age, mm-hmm. the more the more time that passes by. You listen to it again, you come back to it, and you're like, oh, my God.
0: I want to point out a couple things, great things. Obviously, they had to change the lyrics to accommodate for all these different gender changes. Um, but one of my favorite changes that happened was in You Could Drive Person Crazy, which in the original cast recording is my favorite. I love it so much it's so andrews sisters for those of you who know that type it's so good it's so charming and i love it so much and so when i listened to it um without being sung by all males i was kind of at first i was like i'm kind of let down you know i'm like oh i miss this But with the do-do-do-do-do's, they changed it to ba-da-da's. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, So I like the jazziness and the harmonies, those Mm -hmm. nice tight harmonies that they put in there and how Mm -hmm. their English accents sometimes just creep in just a little tiny bit. Um, I just think uh, that that, what they did with that song is so great. Um, Also another big change have I got a guy for you instead of I got a girl for you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, that's sung by the wives it kind of gives me that feeling of like when my mom or my sisters are talking about like men or stuff it kind of has that sort of feel to it that's different than like oh yeah let me tell you about this one chick that I met (laughs) you're gonna love her right um and obviously there is like kind of like aunt to niece relationship mother than mother to daughter kind of thing there's some kind of like tongue-in-cheeks things that they say that are really really funny Uh, that was really fun and then poor baby originally sung by the wives is now sung by the husbands Mm -hmm. and kind of i don't know it adds like from like in the original where it's like all these Oh, here's all these kind of mom-like figures saying, "Oh, poor Bobby. Oh, hope he, hope he's okay." And they're worried about him. I think, like with the husbands now, it's kind of like I don't want to say it's like toxic masculinity sort of thing, but it's like, oh, that poor little girl needs someone to protect her. Almost mm-hmm. like you know, big daddy's gonna come and protect little, little, little Miss Sweet Pea from the south. You know. Yep. Um, so I thought that change was um really really cool and just how you have to just think about things differently. Um and the last one I want to talk about is getting married today. Um Paul and Jamie. Not Paul and Amy. I just I think that was the one I was the most excited for. Um I think it might have been two, it might have been three, four years ago, Darren Chris um did Amy's part in mm-hmm. not getting married today and i yeah. i just loved it so much and then now there's like an actual recording um i i just think it's so good and that they kept the operatic soprano and the choir in the background
1: well so. and it's it's amazing that uh broadway cares equity fights aids has that broadway backwards you know uh cabaret event the mm-hmm. the, the miscast and everything um mm-hmm. because it it does it kind of sparks little like oh my that's interesting i wonder you know yeah
0: right so i wonder if
1: i wonder if it was already inception or or if that was kind of the the spark of when darren did it you know
0: oh my gosh okay (laughs) what what's your first show that you want (laughs) to do a gender bend
1: okay so oklahoma
0: oh love it
1: all right so i how cool would it be if either laurie was like lauren so being a guy or if curly was played by a female Mm -hmm. so really the laurie character is being representative of a a a bisexuality
0: oh yeah okay
1: and the the tug of you know those two and yes you know judd ends up being a very evil character and it doesn't have to be about that representing a certain gender or anything Mm -hmm. like that but what if that was just like
0: that was uh, like an added tension
1: yeah because then the Lori character would also be you know it it would add another layer to his or her internal experience because maybe they're not out yet Mm. maybe you know maybe that whole scene is in the barn because it has to be you know Oh, that's so
0: good. So. All right. 2035 revival of Oklahoma coming your way. <laughs> um, I love it. Oh, cool. All so, right, my your turn. My, okay. Okay. I'm really excited about this. This one actually isn't my idea. Um, I got this from a friend of mine that I was talking to the other day. And she brought up the idea of waitress.
1: Yeah.
0: Waitress. And not... And having Dr. Jim be Dr. Gina as the O B G Y N. That
1: came across my mind. Yeah. It really did. Uh Uh-huh.
0: That whole
1: scene would be amazing. What that (laughs) I mean, that whole scene is
0: is. PG thirteen. But like that whole idea of like, okay, so now we have someone who is in a who's pregnant in a very abusive relationship. And now you have a different character who's bringing out like maybe a different side of her that she's never experienced before. And, you know, um, at the end of the show, she has a child and Lulu and she wants to live for herself and start living for Mm -hmm. herself. And so maybe that's part of her journey of self-discovery there. Mm. And then Dr. Gina can still be married to someone, but it be a man, you know, so this is something that maybe she had come to terms with already. You know, so, like, there's just this cool, like, complexity. Also, if someone wants to steal our ideas, just put us in the playbill for Crane Out Loud and give us some money for it. We'll gladly, (laughs) gladly give our ideas away. Okay. Yeah,
1: big shout-out to all the big producers that are watching our (laughs) podcast.
0: You never know, Kelly. You never know. (laughs) I guess. We will truly never know. (laughs) Cool. Yours next. All
1: right. uh, So... Pippin.
0: Pippin. Good show. Heard of it.
1: All female cast.
0: Huh. Tell me about it. Walk me through it.
1: Just the notion that she is now feeling this pressure of what it means, like this world that she's experiencing, that that's the expectation of her womanhood and what she needs to become. Mm. You know? And so it's all like, female all all uh you know representing pressuring her into being like is this what my life is going to be like is this what i need to become like mm. uh, everything like that and then oh, yeah. and then when you strip it away the leading player can really be a reflection of it then
0: ooh I like that. Another idea that just popped into my head for okay. that. What if uh, Pippin is the only female in the show?
1: Yeah. Just yeah. full
0: stop. Like the leading players back to being played by a male. And now you have all these different outside societal pressures going on Pippin. And all of these people are leading her to the things that they think would be best for her. Hamilton, every role is gender fluid.
1: I love
0: it. Every single role can be played by either a man or a woman or anyone I else in it. between because sexuality is a spectrum. Okay. Um, and I think some blowback from this might be, well, Hamilton can't be played by a woman. Well, Hamilton and Aaron Burr weren't people of color back in the 1700s when they didn't have modern day plumbing. I'm sorry that we're working on realism. Okay. Yeah.
1: hmm It's interesting that you bring that one up because my first initial reaction and this is like horrible, but it, it truly was like, Is it too much? Like is it is it mm. too like but the more I started thinking about it, the more I realized like shows like Jagged Little Pill, mm. which is amazing. Show mm. you know I I I really think that theater should be transforming in a way that a name is a name and mm-hmm. we don't focus on gender or color or anything like that and not to mm-hmm. say that it's colorblind or like sex sexism blind or whatever mm-hmm. uh, gender blind um, but where it's the role itself is what's important yeah and the storyteller who can bring that certain story it does not matter who it
0: is exactly A 100% america then told by America now, like, right. I don't think, like that's my next logical step because obviously Hamilton as, was the, the cash cow of the past 10 years, you know? Um, so I think for the show to keep keep going, I think something like that would like need to happen. And it's such a transformative show and it's so modern that changes on, not on the spot, but changes over time to the show to accommodate accommodate for people of all sexualities, all abilities, anything like that should be accepted. Like um, Spring Awakening, changing everything with having a um, um, having a lot of it being an ASL and stuff. Yeah, like it should. Theater should be progressing always. This revival of Oklahoma completely transformed. Um, and I think gender bending, um, shows should be a norm, um, to keep these shows alive, you know, because when you look at, um, like, like I was saying before, Carousel is one of my favorite shows, but obviously problematic themes that are so relevant in it, what could we do in the next couple of years to change it and still keep whatever the core or whatever the director thinks that the core of the show is, you know?
1: Yeah, it was uh, interesting going to see Jagged Little Pill because it was the first time that I sat in a theater and I was like, this is what my community looks like. This, Mm. this, This is actually what the theater community looks like. This is what the world looks like. But it's also this, you know, debate, and I wanna hear your opinion on this. Right now, or at least, you know, pre-quarantine, we've been in this phase of revivals, Mm -hmm. and the stories that we're telling are stories that were written 30 to 60 years ago with the same, you know, sexism, racism, all these different things, all these same moral that were just, you know, it was normal, it was standard of -hmm. that time should we be going back to those still and trying to make them progressive and trying to make them cool and you know more more equated into our world that we know now what i think is that we just need to write new shows we need to write our stories of what we're experiencing now and not try to hold on to that stuff theater is a form that needs to progress and has progressed. So we need to keep that train going and like blasting.
0: Right. Um, What do you think? We we might differ slightly on this, but we also might agree as well. In order to appreciate the history of the art form should be examined and still should be performed. And I think for historical purposes in its own life, looking at the original cast recordings, maybe even original recordings of the show, that's how that remains and that should be a reference. But if it's revived, it needs to be revised.
1: Mm.
0: It needs to be revised, Um, whether, you know, some of these composers are live. Steven Sondheim approved the changes and even helped with some of the lyric and libretto changes that happened. Um, if the composer is still live and approves it, like I think bring that they there should be a collaboration there and a want and a need to have the show speak to a modern day culture. Um and and it's kind of I, it's kind of like this tug and pull because it's the, the art was perfect by itself and it shouldn't be changed. You know, like, Oh yeah, we should like burn like the, the Mova Lisa. Da, 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 da. Um, but then like changing it, some people might think that we're changing the show itself. Like how much of a human, how much
1: can you get away with?
0: How much can you get away with? And, you know, because by the time I think you're 30, all of your cells in your body, have already changed so like at what point are you even you anymore like at what point is this show even the show anymore is it well that's why i
1: say yeah that's why i say like you know that that decision for me gets just tricky because i want to honor the show but if i know the show is going to make the audience feel uncomfortable because of current you know where we (coughs) uh are uh just write our story yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's true that's true and also write shows with big orchestras okay moving on my
1: <laughs> don't make people in the orchestra pit play 20 different instruments don't have an eight person orchestra
0: rip give Stop. these
1: people jobs
0: give them jobs um was it your turn for uh
1: yeah so we have one more right
0: yep we have mm-hmm. one more each yep.
1: i mean sweeney todd is such a deep character and it's so that would probably be added to my like characters that i want to play just because the complex is so thick Mm -hmm. and there's so many layers he's one of
0: my dream roles for crying out loud like one of the best baritone um parts ever written just full right
1: and so i i i think that that having a woman kind of go on that journey and be that twisted and frustrated would be Mm -hmm. really really interesting and you could change the obviously in that sense because the parts are so like soprano alto tenor like Mm -hmm. like because it's so much like that you could uh change up the keys Mm -hmm. but think of how the harmonies and how flipping them
0: Mm -hmm.
1: would Change the texture of the
0: whole show. Yeah, I mean, I, I also musicality. wonder because I I love that pitch, but then I I wonder like what do we do about the judge and Joanna and like all of that stuff? Like, is there a thing where the beggar woman's still a beggar woman, and like maybe they were split up because of you know it's Victorian. Um, England and they're not it, it, as ex- they're not accepting at all of LGBT relationships so maybe that was still there and they adopted Joanna maybe or Joanna was from a previous marriage um, maybe or, you know like there's so many different there's so many things in the architecture that need to change but what interesting cool things would be like actually Sweeney Todd was going to be one of the one shows that I picked, but it was going to be Joanna and Jonas Mm. and then having a, um, a relationship there. Um, yeah. With, um, Oh gosh. What's the, what is Anthony, Anthony, that's his name Mm -hmm. with uh, Jonas and Anthony. I thought that was going to be a really like, you you know there's just so many because the show's already so dark you know like what other relevant life themes can we put into this show to make it i don't know just sting a little bit more everything so fantastic just a little reminder for people um louisa and matt are love interests they are separated by this wall and their fathers fake a feud because it's this whole idea if you tell your kid no, they're gonna want to do something more. And their fathers, I see are like best friends and stuff, and they want their kids to be together. So instead of Matt and Louisa, it's Matt and Lewis. Mm. And, and, and Mr. Bellamy is still Mr. Bellamy, Louise, uh Louisa, now Lewis's dad. Um, but Matt's father instead of mr huckabee it's mrs huckabee yeah so it's like i don't i think just it would be fun to kind of kind of play with that a little bit if you have two males playing the, those love interests love interests and then the father and the mom you know kind of like i don't want to say like conspiring but there'd be a lot of fun things to do there um i don't have much anything else to say about it other than huh, that'd be fun i wonder what that would right. look and sound like you
1: know right i have a few honorable mentions
0: oh yes let's hear it
1: um so I, I was just researching i was looking over like a uh, uh, broadway reddit boards and whatever um and people were talking about a female quasimodo Ooh. yeah and, and that like you are ugly oh, i'm ugly and like all how that is like within a woman's well, I'm complex. Ugly. I'm an ugly. Oh, I am ugly. I am ugly. <laughs> um, past face like but it. <laughs> but I mean, how how interesting. Also, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here here. Uh, I was thinking about this one. Elsa as a drag queen.
0: Oh yes that gives me some kinky boots vibes yeah and i love it
1: but it again adds to her complex because Mm -hmm. she's already an outcast she's locked away from the world Mm -hmm. you know she's not allowed to like be seen and and there's this like sense that everything she touches turns haywire and turns to ice and
0: Mm
1: -hmm. i mean all of that with like gender-bending and transformative and,
0: Ooh,
1: and, and um, let's see, I also, let's see, I was also thinking Newsies, there's a couple of different ones.
0: Okay. Either
1: having Jack, either having Jack Kelly be a girl who, or, like, an androgynous character, um, uh-huh. who maybe is a female but wants to fit into, like, the male crowd, or, like, is a female but is trans, identifies as a man so she she covers as as a newsboy and is the lead in the show and then ends up having a a a lesbian Mm -hmm. romance oh
0: slay look at that
1: that or you could just turn the whole upside down turn the whole show upside down and just have an all blatantly female cast Mm -hmm. of Mm newsgirls.
0: you know
1: get some papes Get some pipes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also just wanted to shout out on uh, BCEFA when they did Broadway Backwards um, a, a long time ago, but Titus Burgess.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking about that. <gasps> singing,
1: oh. and I'm telling you from Dream Girls. I watch
0: that I probably saw- every other
1: month. It, i, I, I seriously watch it on the regular it's so good
0: i was i was gonna bring that up i was literally just and this is why we're best friends and this is why because titus burgess is just at the forefront of our minds constantly in titus
1: we trust
0: (laughs) all right callie is apparently having hold on
1: hold on (laughs) we have to say we have to clarify here If you're watching on YouTube, you can now see that we both have an equal stage. I couldn't record, so I had Gibby record for me. (laughs) But he didn't realize that you had to put it on Gallery View before. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I apologize for just the show of my giant face <laughs> for the whole episode i'm sorry
0: now. i thought it was just gonna do it automatically but okay so like what happens is, like if i have it like just on gallery mode i end up looking at myself and it's weird i, I want to look because i'm self-centered um I wanna look well
1: at, now no one has to look at you so
0: <laughs> wow and i just shaved my head today so people can see it. Anyway, I'm going to because because Callie's computer is not working. I am going to read off my code. All right, ready Callie and you have to guess what it might All
1: be. All right, I'm ready.
0: Okay. ww space stop. stop it. Let me try again. ww space
1: two
0: Stop. <laughs> ww space to f space i y space e l
1: what would
0: oh, you you no you got the why would n- no you got what right what was the correct first word what
1: what
0: what no what what what, 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 what? What, 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 what was the first, no, what was the correct first word? What? Yes.
1: So what was?
0: Yes, what was?
1: What was the first instrument you played and when, when did, when did you play? What
0: how was old the old, first instrument old, you ever old. learned? Yes!
1: Yay. Yes! Good One of go. my friends posted that question.
0: <laughs> oh, you love to see it. Thanks, Anabob. <laughs> What was the first instrument you ever learned?
1: Um, piano, actually.
0: You were the first tickling of the yeah. hours?
1: I uh, started in third grade, took lessons until fifth until the end of fifth grade, um, and then I just kind of like self-taught after that. Um, uh, other instruments that I played were violin, viola. The recorder, if you count it, I
0: don't know. Recorder, did you get a black belt in recorder? I karate? did
1: get a black
0: belt. Whoa, I did not get a black belt in recorder karate.
1: <laughs> Hi, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, violin, viola, um, piano, and then more recently guitar and ukulele as well.
0: So, Very, well, the question was. Um, what was the first instrument you ever learned? Not how many instruments can you list to make Adam feel bad by how many instruments he doesn't play. Um, but that's fine. That's fine. It's whatever. I mean, I don't care. Well, what
1: about you, Adam? Um, uh,
0: the first instrument I ever learned was viola.
1: Amazing.
0: It was viola. Um, and my mom helped me pick it out and she obviously wanted me to be picked on for the rest of my life. Uh, I played viola. Play hey, viola. I
1: liked viola playing better better than violin.
0: Hey, I like playing viola too, but you get a lot of viola jokes. My string instrument friends will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, then after that, um, piano, um, then singing, then I guess um, another instrument, conducting. That was, like, was my primary through, you know, college and stuff was that and then singing as well Uh, but yeah viola uh, check magnet it was really great
1: yeah I guess I should say singing as well but I mean your piano skills are unreal how long how long did you ever take regular lessons
0: I did not take actual lessons until the end of high school
1: oh my god you're like too good
0: I have terrible technique. And when I had my first lesson, my piano teacher told me I had bad technique, so.
1: Dainty fingers.
0: I I remember um, after I took lessons, I was playing through the intro of Into the Woods and before it was just cha, 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 cha. And then after I took some lessons, I was like, huh, this is easy. I don't hurt after playing for 15 minutes. That's fun.
1: Right. I won't get arthritis by the age of 30.
0: Uh, Speaking too soon. Right there. Oh my, Oh, I haven't played piano in a long time. I miss it. I played organ the other day, though. Really? For the first time um, for a Zoom church service. And my excuse was that the foot pedals are confusing.
1: They are. I don't know how you
0: make a sound out of that thing. You okay? So, when I first sat sat on there, um, a regular organist was gone because he broke his knee pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, okay, I'll step in and play organ. Like, well, it's like piano, or whatever. Um, I took me like 30 minutes to figure out how to get it open with the key. So, that's obviously bad. <laughs> then I open it. I'm like, trying to plan. It's not working. I was like, oh, you need to press the on switch. Okay, press the on switch. Then I started trying to play again and it's still not working. And then I realized, oh, I need to put some of the stops down because no, no stops. So I, it was just started clicking things like, oh, okay. You know, this feels okay. And then I looked down I was like, oh, and I was looking at a piece of organ music. I was like, I need to use my foot. I was like, oh, it's only a C major triad. I can do that. it just didn't work out so I decided to cut I decided to cut having doing the foot pedals for this one song and I I was doing um I I was doing the Pifa from Handel's Messiah on organ and you know it would have been just easy for me to put my foot the foot pedal down on C forever I was like you know what I'm gonna save it till the end because I don't want to screw it up so it ends on the C major chord, okay? So my hands are on the C major chord, <laughs> and I put my foot down. What I think is a C was actually a C sharp. No, no! <laughs> And it just sounded like this really ugly suspension. I was like, <laughs> and the pastor just kind of looks. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah well hey everyone thank you so much for listening to the broken art podcast um you can find uh, where can they find us callie where can they find us
1: they can find us on uh let's see youtube i forgot what our mediums
0: are <laughs> facebook instagram twitter at app at 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 broken art podcast, and then but don't
1: use that many ads, just But one. don't
0: use it, just one at and then use you, slash broken art podcast. You can listen to us on wherever you get your podcasts because that's what we're doing it now. And just look up the broken art podcasts, um, support us in what you think is great, please. Um, like and subscribe to everything, leave comments. So next-
1: Send us your questions or anything you want to talk about using the hashtag Bapod. That's hashtag B A P O D.
0: B A P O P. B A P O D. This is a train wreck of an <laughs> outro, but me talking about Oregon really does that to me. Apparently, awesome. We have new episodes every Friday. Thank you for listening. Take your broken art. <sighs> Thank you all for listening. (laughs) Take your broken heart, make it into art. See you next time. See you next time. Goodbye.